Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. Welcome to 2022. This is our first episode of the new year. 2022 just doesn't sound, like, correct to me. I don't know. Something about the way that the number looks, it just doesn't sit right. It keeps. I keep looking at the date, and I just am getting confused. Because I, I don't know, for some reason, my head is like, we're still in 2020. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a new year. We're in 2021 now. But no, we're like, literally, it, there's just something weird about the number 2022. So maybe that's good. Maybe that means good vibes coming. And it's just unexpected. Um, or maybe that's <laughs> just really bad. I hope it means good vibes. Because, you know, we all need that moving forward. Some more than others. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it's been a hard year. 20, I think 2020, honestly, 2021 kind of sucked. Truly. Yeah, it wasn't, I, I had, and this is sounds really bad, but like because of COVID, like through COVID, like when it first started, when everyone was working from home, I thrived. I, even though people were dying, yeah, whatever, that's like, <laughs> who cares? But like, I was thriving. <laughs> Like, and it was a great year because I was working at home. I was surrounded by people I loved and it was just like really, really nice. My work wasn't too intimidating or hard at the time. And I was just like living a really comfortable life. But this past year was just like really bad. There are too many changes. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Like, I know this is probably like not good, but when we first got sent home in 2020, I was so happy. Like I was actually thriving working from home and in my previous position. And then in 2021, like I made like a lot of steps forward, but I feel like I also made a lot of mistakes in terms of like my job and picking the right direction. So that just kind of fucked up the whole second half of the year for me. Yeah. I think we had so many similarities like the past year with just the way that our jobs were going and the way we were feeling. And I feel like we were very aligned. Um, it, was, it was a hard year, yeah, for sure. And I'm happy that we're moving on from it because a new year does mean like a new start. I really like like the idea of a new year. Um, but yeah, we both were like in a really shitty position. We're like, we need to get out. We got out and we're like, wow, this is even shittier. Like I cannot deal with this. And so just like, it's definitely a year of realizing things that I think 2021 was. And we realized a lot. We, I think we, we grew from those times that we, of uncertainty. And hopefully it's going to take us to a place where we are more comfortable, are more excited for the future. There's a lot of changes coming and I can feel it. That's true. I mean, I guess you can either choose to be negative or choose to be positive. And I feel like I've been kind of negative for the past few months but now that it's a new year I just feel like I need to manifest and be positive and I feel like especially in terms of work like if you're stressed and even if you want to find a new job it doesn't really do you any good to like procrastinate and just like not work because that makes things worse so you just have to keep chugging along and eventually something positive will happen supposedly We'll see if that actually happens. If it doesn't, then I'm sorry, I lied to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy, though, that it's a new year. And I hope everyone is having like a lot of these like super exciting plans for the new year. 
feeling comfortable. COVID numbers aren't really getting better, or maybe they are. I don't know at this point. I but, feel like they're um, getting worse. I Every time I look, it's like they're getting worse. And then I hear other people say like, oh, no, they're good. And then I look and it's just worse. So I never know. But um, it doesn't seem like an uphill battle. Or it does seem like an uphill battle, I mean. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting to see the progression of where we're going. But do you have any New Year's plans like, or any New Year's resolutions? I mean, did you, like, have any coming into the New Year? I'm not, like, a resolutions person. Yeah. I guess, like, I just reset my mindset at the beginning of every year and try and, like, be mm-hmm. more positive and just treat myself better, I guess. That's kind of usually my go-to. I kind of want to like start working out and eating healthier. And I also want to like start taking my skincare seriously because I want to have perfect skin and I don't want to get old and have wrinkly, scary skin. So I feel like I need to start now because I, we kind of like talked about it yesterday, like, you're talking about how like your diet kind of sucks and so does mine. And I feel like that affects like my skin, my hair, and just like the overall health of my body. So I guess just like being healthier in my mind and with my body too. Yeah. Th- I think that was my big thing coming into the new year. Like I don't really do resolutions either. Um, they never work out and I'll write them on my phone. And then years later, I'll look back at them and it's cute because it's a testament of what I was feeling at the time and what I really wanted at the time. But it's also sad because it's like like you can't predict what's going to happen in a year. Sure, you can like want better things for yourself. You can try, but sometimes they don't like, you know, work out. And then you're just kind of setting yourself up for disappointment sometimes. Um, not that, that it's a bad thing uh, for people. Resolutions could be really nice. I do agree that it's like a fresh start. It's nice. Um, I agree with you. Like I'm trying to, to take myself, like take care, more care of myself especially because I've been seeing it's I'm just paranoid. I know it. Um, but for me, I'm like, my hair is falling out. I'm freaking out. I just like, I just am so like worried. I mean, my hair is up a lot cause I work from home. Um, and when I take it down, I'm like, I have like brushing my, my fingers through my hair and then I'll have hair come out. And then, so I'm like, Oh my God, I'm losing all my hair. So I think for me this year is definitely going to try and take care of my diet. Cause it's not the best. I'm a vegetarian that doesn't really you know, eat a lot of the the necessary things I need to be eating. I kind of resort to the simple, um, you know, like fake meats and uh, cheeses. And like, that's like my diet and I need to expand my palate. So it's like a big thing. It's like, I need to add more vitamins and protein. Um, I did a, I started like a subscription plan to care of, which I don't know if anyone knows what care of is. I know a lot of YouTubers are sponsored by them, but it's like a subscription plan for vitamins so I can actually get like my vitamin D, my keratin and things like that. I should like do that. that. I need to take vitamins. Also, I'm telling you, HelloFresh. She's that girl. Yeah, you keep – I know. We should. I literally have like it, 18 different codes for 500 meals. So if you ever want to start it, like just tell me. Okay. Because I, I really want to. And we might even – I might even – um, start it when we first move because we're not going to have anything. So it might be nice to have like to have something start from scratch because we move next month and I, we'll get it all into that and, and stuff. 
But yeah, you sent me the code. I really want to try it because um, it definitely is hard kind of coming up with new meals. My partner and I, we just kind of result to the, eating the same things over and over again. And I'm not sure if you're guilty of that either. But I was. And it like teaches you how to cook new things and how to use ingredients and how to make certain types of meals, I guess. Like I've kept some of the recipes just to remake at another time. Like I've learned yeah. five different ways to make chicken. I know how to peel different types of fruits and vegetables that I never knew how to cut or peel before. So it just like kind of, it diversifies your cooking abilities. Plus you also yeah. like don't have to go to the grocery store and the price for like a serving of four for two people, it's pretty good considering like a two person household and the amount that you would spend on groceries. So I very highly recommend meal prep or meal planning type subscriptions. If you like just don't know what to cook or if you don't really like cooking. Yeah. The thing about me is I'm a vegetarian that doesn't like beans or like mushrooms and those are staples in a lot of like dishes. So it's like me trying to find my way around that is like really hard when I'm, you know, faced with vegetarian dishes, but I've seen a lot of the recipes and I I really want to try it because I know it'll make me just feel a lot better and it'll take the burden off of, I feel like this is an ad right now. They should sponsor us. That'd be great. They honestly should sponsor us. I've been a, an avid customer for the last couple of months and I would be a great spokesperson. So honestly, I'll reach out. Reach out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we can definitely try that out. Um, yeah. I want to do that. I think it's nice to get into like um, just being kinder to yourself. Um, I've been trying to go on three mile walks a day or like a total, like 10,000 steps at least a day. I've been doing pretty good. I started running again because I stopped running um, after I got into my car accident and I haven't ran since. And I just noticed that I just, I've been feeling like heavy, not weight wise, just like, just slow. So I, um, so I've been like, I need to start running again. And then I started and like, it's just so nice. Like I didn't realize how much I missed it. It's definitely something I love doing. Um, Cause sometimes I, I really like, when I was running every day, it was like really hard on me, my mental health, because I felt like I needed to. But now I'm like, I feel like I'm running because I want to, which is really nice. And it, it feels really good. So it's been a nice refresh. I wish, actually, I'm going to start running again, too. I used to go running all the time when I lived in Washington. Um, and then I just stopped for some reason. And I was like, my favorite thing to do It was so relaxing. And I love runner's high and just like the feeling of finishing a run. So I should do that. That's my resolution. I'm going to start running again. It's so I get really, I don't have a gym at my current apartment complex and I love running on treadmills because you know, it's like you're in your confined area. But when I, my apartment complex, like there's not really Gainesville is pretty small, but it's also big. So there's like, it's very congested. There's nowhere to be by yourself. So if I'm running, I'm going to be in someone's way, whether it's a car on the street, whether it's like if I'm running around my apartment complex, people are coming and going, people are walking their dogs. It's like a whole thing where I don't want people to perceive me, but I want to still be able to run. Um, So it's like really difficult for me to kind of find the time to run and feel safe running. So like my next apartment complex is like I need a gym because I need to be able to be in my space, run in my space and feel comfortable in it. 
we both work from home too. So I know like trying to get out there, be active can be like really hard. Um, because, you know, we're not, yeah. we're not at an office. We're not walking around all day. Being active and like actually taking care of yourself and looking presentable is like something that I don't really focus on. Like we were talking before we started recording and I had my hair up for like eight days in a row. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's like that's my mental state. With- it's so fun. I have a meeting every morning with my coworkers. And so I get like a nice and pretty. I'll put on a shirt. I'll put on a jacket. And then it's like a 10-minute meeting. And I'm like all smiling. Like I look cute. And then immediately after it's over, my hair is up. I like go, go back to like my my sweats. And I'm just like that all day. It's an so, illusion. Right. Um, that's like my only time to be a person. So I'm trying to be more active. Trying to like want, – I want to be able to like walk more. Um they're ha- they have like treadmills that you can put at your desk that you can walk on. And I've been thinking about I've getting one of those like flat treadmills because I've heard people like um, love them. They like, they're like really good tools for people who aren't so active because they work at home. I'm so excited for us. We're going to be healthy fit queens. We're going to have eight packs. We're going to be able to bench press <laughs> 500 pounds. Exactly. I'm excited for that. I'm honestly going to thrive. I definitely believe that. But yeah, yeah. so um, what has been, what's been new in your life? What's been going on? How are things? I actually, we haven't made an episode since I made yeah. my comeback to YouTube. If you haven't seen my video, I did make my first YouTube video and like, it was almost two years, I think. Um, so I kind of just like talked about everything that's going on in my life. Um, so if you haven't seen it, you can go over to my YouTube channel and watch it. I honestly wasn't expecting a lot because it had been so long and I didn't think anyone would remember me, but I got so many comments and kind messages, like even from people not even in the trans community, just because I I talked a lot about like my career and the way that I've been feeling with my job. And there were so many people that either worked in the same industry as me or has felt the same way that just reached out and they were like, I completely like feel what you're saying. Like it's completely relatable and things like that. So it just made me really happy to feel like, I guess people remembered me and like were interested enough to watch my videos again after being gone for so long. It was just like a nice feeling and it ignited like a flame in me to keep making more videos, which I haven't done yet, but I have been thinking of things that I'd like to do. So I guess that's just like another hobby or fun thing I'd like to do this year too, is just start making videos again, not like weekly and like having a strict schedule and like planning out everything, but just like for fun, because I don't want it to feel like it did before when, when I stopped, when I kind of felt like I was getting burnt out and, didn't really want to do it anymore. So I, I want to avoid that from happening again. But it was a positive experience. And anybody that's listening that did watch it and left me a nice positive comment or sent me a message, thank you, because it made me really happy. I love that. And I don't know if you want to, like, if we want to, like, announce an idea that we have that we possibly want to be doing. Um, yeah. But we've been talking about it and, you know, we're, we're thinking a lot. Um, but we were 
possibly considering um, putting uh, vlogs on our YouTube channel, on our girlish YouTube channel, uh, where we have like a, it'll be like a, like, she'll show her half of the day, I'll show my half of the day. And then we're going to like go back and forth um, just between both of our days and what we're doing and, you know, the things that we're doing in our life. And I think right now is a transitional period because I'm about to move. And I think it'd be interesting to see that whole process of what our days are going to look like, um, especially people that live across the country. Um, and I think that'll be interesting. So if you guys are interested in that, let us know because uh, we're definitely considering it. I think we're in the process of maybe starting it. I just have to get like, I have a camera that I'm trying to use and I'm trying to learn how to use it. And once I kind of get that unlocked, then I can be able to actually, you know, create what I want to create. Um, but I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. I, I used to vlog kind of a lot on my channel. And I thought it was crazy that like a lot of people preferred that type of content as opposed to like me sitting down and talking about a topic because my life really isn't that interesting. Like I, I don't do a lot. I think it's mostly because it was like basically I was vlogging our long distance relationship at the time and people thought it was cute or something. I don't know. I feel like people just like wrestle more than me and they want to see him. So they're like, <laughs> please vlog so you, you can see him again. And you can just be like in the background. I love it. Yeah, no, it's, I think people are very admired by, you know, by relationships of people they look up to. They, I don't know, especially because we've had, we've been in our relationship, like our relationships for a really long time. Um, So I think it's, it's cute that um, people like, like it so much, but I, I, I love vlogs. I love watching people's vlogs, but when I try and do it myself, I'm like, how do people do this? How are just like, Everyone has so much stuff to say. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm about to do this. And then like, that's it. Like, I don't know what else to provide. Like, what am I, I don't even, I don't even know what I'm thinking half the day. Like, how am I supposed to verbalize that? So. I watched Vlogmas last month on YouTube for like the first time in a long time. And I honestly loved just sitting down at the end of the day and watching all the vlogs I thought it was so interesting but at the same time I was like how do you think of something to do every single day for like 25 days in a row how is that even possible I mean and most of the time they just like went to the grocery store or like went to the gym things like like normal things but it's just like when you think about it and it's on screen you think it's more glamorous than it actually is but we really just watch people live their lives I, I don't understand how people, yeah, how they just come up with things. I used to, I mean, I watched one YouTuber's Vlogmas this year, but I, I typically really fall into it. Um, I typically, I think Claudia Solowski, is that you say her last name? I she did her. Vlogmas. I don't, I don't know if she still does it, um, but yeah, I used to watch her Vlogmas all the time. It was really great. Um, I, w- I used to watch people's Vlogmaga too. I think that was cute. Um, and yeah, I really, it's, it's really cool how people can just pick up a camera and be so on and be able to present themselves and come up with, you know, ideas or a way to make their like mundane life, like seem so interesting. So Mm -hmm. I want to be able to try that. I think it'd be great for us to try that and I don't know, maybe get, um, I'm sure people would love to watch us what we're doing and I'm sure we have a lot to say once we do it, I'm sure we'll get into the hang of it. But it's really yeah. cool that you're able to jump back onto YouTube and make that debut again, feel 
rejuvenated like i like learned you've lived a life now and i've only got one negative comment and you know what that negative comment was wait what somebody said i look like blair white oh my god and i took that very personal you so, should just delete your channel. If you said that, honestly, <laughs> for what? Like, what What led you to say that comment to me? I hope it made you feel better. I hope you gained something because it really struck me deep. When I think of Blair White, in my head, I think of that picture of her sitting down with Alex Jones. And I, I think it was um, some guy's RV. I think his name is Tim Pool's RV. Like, they were all doing a podcast. Blair White was there. And Alex Jones on the same couch. And that iconic image is ingrained in my head. So now that I'm thinking about it, you kind of, maybe it was you. So, and Alex I'm Jones leaving and- the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's really, that's really No, fine, No though. disrespect. I'm just saying like, I don't see it. Um, you know, we're two completely different, like, right, I, right, I don't right. think this we isn't like a- any different. And this isn't a, a, a diss to her appearance or anything. I'm not saying Blair White's ugly or we're not saying that or, or anything like that. She's beautiful. But I think morals were just like, it's what, it's what we're discussing. And just the fact that she literally doesn't look like you at all. I like to think I'm just so unique and beautiful and quirky that <laughs> no one looks like me. So anytime somebody compares me to somebody else, it's not accurate. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I don't yeah. think... You look like anyone to me, but yeah. If you want to so. say I look like a supermodel, then that's accurate. But everything else is false. <laughs> it's like that TikTok trend where have you been? Have you seen that the attractiveness scale where people are doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm being judged but right now. Is Russell judging you? Yeah, he's judging me. Tell him to stop it. If I'm ugly, then leave me. <laughs> <laughs> I, he just no, thinks good. he can come come and go as he please and jingle his keys <laughs> and close the door. I love that though. It's so funny when he makes his appearances in the background. I'm like, that's iconic. I love that for him. It's just, you know, it really humbles us. Mm-hmm. We're not like a professional production here. We're just two <laughs> average people We're talking. Living our, our average living lives, life. yeah. Things happen. Sometimes noise happens. My office back here is disgusting. It's so dirty. But like, you know, we're living our life. Yeah. I should have cleaned it up probably, but it's fine. Um, and yeah. But uh, I think that uh, you don't look like Blair White, going back to that. So thank you. I, yeah, I'm very, um, yeah, I'm very, I'm very sorry that you got that comment. That okay, is <laughs> But it was cool that you're able to jump back into it. I don't even know what I would say if I were to make a YouTube video again, because I feel like I make videos and I'll say things. And then a week later, I don't fully believe it. It's hard to make a stance on a position and talk about it when like my mindset's always like changing and adapting and growing. So I look back at old videos I did and I like, it's such a weird thing to see myself talk about something that I don't believe in anymore. Um, and so it's really hard for me to kind of to put myself to want to make videos. It is really hard to look back at my old videos too. I don't know if you feel that way. I feel I that don't way really too. See the same person. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've 
obviously grown up a lot since we were Mm -hmm. the most active. And I don't know, I just feel like making videos now, it, it would be obvious as to how like my viewpoint on certain things have changed. I just feel like I've kind of gotten more mature. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I, I agree, though. I mean, just in general, I hate watching old videos. Like once I edit and upload, I refuse to watch it again because it makes me cringe and I don't like seeing myself and I don't like hearing my voice. Um, Same. So, yeah. Is it's the word I like? I can't, and it's just really bad. <laughs> I hate it um, because yeah, the only videos I can look back and be like that was cute are the vid- videos of like the memories that I had with like vlogs and stuff like that. So I really appreciate that kind of content. But even the way that I looked, the way that I talked, I'm just like I was really trying so hard, and it was very formative years that we were developing. We were learning. We were learning how to live ourselves, you know, you know, while transitioning, we were like adulting while transitioning. There's like a lot that we're trying to figure out while also presenting ourselves to the world. And so I think that that was like very interesting to do. And I want to delete all the videos and I've said it before. I'm like, I I just don't feel like that's me anymore, but I always get like pushback from like um, just people saying like, no, those videos were like really like helpful for me at the time. So I, I think that's what kind of sticks with me. I'm like, okay, well, if they can benefit someone, then I'll leave them up. But it is like very tempting to just be like, I'm deleting all of them. Yeah, I think it's because like I personally made being trans like my personality trait. Like that exactly. was like my entire life. And I feel like I didn't talk about anything else. And I'm like the opposite now. Like I don't really even think about it anymore just because I have adult things and just bigger things to worry about than just being trans. Obviously it's a big part of my life, but it's not really something that I talk about daily with anybody actually. I find it, it's so hard to just escape that always. Um, And, you know, we even have a podcast where we talk about being trans and it's not something that I'm trying to hide or I want to run away from, but it's even like why I wanted to expand the, the concepts or the topics we talk about on that podcast. Cause I don't want it to always be about like our transition. I part of me, and maybe this is still some internalized transphobia that I'm dealing with where I don't even engage in a lot of like um, trans content myself where I know there's like a lot of like trans actors and they're in all these things or like there's, there's like a lot of like trans people now becoming very in the mainstream. And I feel like when I first started transitioning, I'd want, to just grasp at that as much as I could because it would make me feel comfortable. But now I don't feel myself even like looking for that stuff or like searching for it anymore. And so I think, I don't know, maybe there's some something in me that's just like, I'm just trying to like push myself away from it. But I think it's just mostly, I don't want my entire personality to be based around my identity. And I think we both kind of feel that way, especially looking back, you know, at our content and stuff like that. I feel like yeah, I don't know. We've we've definitely grown a lot, and I, I'm I'm excited to to continue growing and to look be able to look back and hopefully see just a lot of change. Yeah, that's true. And like, I don't know. I just feel like in school, obviously, I was more. We both kind of studied similar things in college, so I feel like that also kind of contributed to the amount that we talked about in terms of being trans because I mean we study 
that. We talk about it every single day. We do projects on it. And that's just like something that has subsided since graduating and being in the real world and kind of realizing that people don't really care. I mean, they do, but at the same time, like the world keeps going, like it's not going to stop just because you're trans and you kind of just get over it and just live your life at that point. It is weird. Yeah. When you, when you kind of get over and I think everything feels so important when you're so young and you're transitioning, you're starting it. Everything feels like it's always all about you and your transition. I mean, whether that's like your relationship with the people and it adapting, changing your fear of being, you know, presenting, going out because of your identity. But just the longer that I like, the more that that calms down and over time, you just don't even think twice about it. And it's why sometimes I say that, like, like I'll be, I'll be going to TSA pre-check because I'm trying to qualify for it. And then now I'm, I have to show um, my, I have to show proof of my name change and I have to explain to them why my name is different and stuff like that. And it's like so weird because it's something that I feel like I've I've just completely just like had not have to think about for so long. But then having to like be like, oh shit, like I actually have to explain this. I have to like, this is something that that I have to explain when I feel so far away from it now. So it is interesting to kind of, yeah, we've, the world, like you said, the world isn't like always going to be your like your trans identity and you are so much more and so that's something that i've had to learn growing up but it is interesting yeah i i think that's actually a good segue into the next topic for our main topic we are going to be talking about something revolutionary that we've never <laughs> talked about before and you guys are going to be so surprised um <laughs> But before I'm that, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about Drag Race before. I feel like I'm a bigger fan than you are, but I'm obsessed yeah, probably. with Drag Race. And this season, as of filming, it actually started yesterday. And I kind of just wanted to talk about it briefly because it's the first time that there's two trans women competing. And there's also, for the first time, a cis straight man competing. So it sounds to be a very diverse cast. And I wanted to talk about it because people had their ideas and thoughts about trans women competing in drag race. And there have been multiple trans people at this point that have either come out after competing or were openly trans on the show. But I mean, now that we have a straight cis man on the show, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on like, I guess, straight people, cis people being in drag or just doing activities in the queer community. And do you think that's good or what do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So, so I, I love drag race. Uh, I was watching it. Um, I was trying to catch up with it like maybe like a few months ago with Emily we started, we, we left off, we started watching from the season that we left off on because whenever we first started dating, we started watching it. We left on the season with um, Naomi Smalls and um, 
Yeah, oh my God, that was that so season. Far behind. <laughs> I know, but the, we caught up. We caught up. Okay. I mean, for the most part, I think we're like maybe like a season or two behind. And we also haven't watched All Stars. That there's like there's a lot to it. So I'm not like super like into the rabbit hole of like Drag Race and and the drag culture. I love I love it though so much. Every time I watch it, it's so exciting. Um, the last season we left on was a season where they were like doing the. It was weird because like it started off with them like going up head to head and they had it, one person had to like right in the beginning of the season. It was like having a group of people sing for their life. Oh, that um, was the most recent one or lip sync. Yeah, I don't know. It was like really hard for me to like jump into and like and like get into it just because it was like frustrating um, because I was like, I just want I wanted to start. I'm tired of this. But um, I do love it. And I love what drag represents. I mean, especially like. I mean, in school, studying like ball culture and really understanding the roots of if you're trans, I think it's important to understand the roots of your identity. You know, why are you able to be who you are today? And it's because of it's because of, you know, black trans women, black drag queens um, back, um, especially during ball culture in New York City and things like that. And drag queen drag queens have such a rich, rich history. And so that's why you bring up like a cis man in drag. It's interesting. I haven't seen what this person looks like or how they like. I haven't, I haven't seen anything about him, so I'm, I'm interested to see like a cis, sorry, straight person. Um, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I feel like I need. I should feel like upset or like, but I just don't care. I guess I don't like. What are your thoughts? Like, I don't care either. To be honest, I mean. Clearly, if they were chosen to be on the show, they have talent to compete with, like, the best of the best of the time. So, I mean, regardless of somebody's, I guess, their sexual orientation or gender identity, I feel like if you put in the work and you respect the craft and you know the history, you know what it, where it came from, and you're respectful of boundaries, like, I, I really don't think there's a problem. I, I don't think right. it's an issue. I don't really think people should be mad. He's not hurting anybody. And if he does a good job and he's able to perform well and do the tasks and like I said, just be understanding of the community and where Jack comes from, then I don't really see it as an issue. Like if he if he's good, like it doesn't even matter if they're good at drag. It's just like the notion of them being allowed to be on the show. And I don't really think it's that big of a deal, to be honest. And I, this is going to be so problematic, but like, is he white? Well, I think so. And like, they did promo looks and the bitch is all purple, like has purple skin. So I don't <laughs> know what they look like underneath it, but I think it's a okay, white guy. Yeah. Okay. I have to look into it because I'm like, honestly, uh, probably a straight white guy is better than a straight white, like a straight uh, a cis white, a cis gay guy. I feel like this white cis gay men are so like the worst when it comes to like accepting trans people and just like never really understanding their roots and where it comes from. So I feel AKA like half the cast. I feel, <laughs> literally. So like it's like it can be a little frustrating. Um, so I'm just interested in to see to see what this will bring up. Like what what type of conversations this is going to bring to to drag um, drag race because 
I feel like the show has gotten really great before they were not so great at like handling those like tough conversations. I mean, you know, like they've adapted a lot, like from dropping, um, like you've got uh she male, right. It was that, that's what it was. Um, so yeah. dropping stuff like that to even to, to like the language that they use to describe like the, the drag Queens, um, they've like they've definitely changed up a lot of it they've i don't know they've really adapted adapted so i'm interested to see what kind of conversations this like brings up because it'll be interesting i want to actually look up what they look like um yeah there's been a lot of progress i know before rupaul has said like they have a very strict idea as to who can do drag and that excluded trans women for a long time um but to know that there are two trans women on this season competing. There's a trans man the season before. The last, the most recent winner of All Stars is a trans woman. So we're thriving as we should be. I'm, did you just spoil it for me? Did you oh just God. spoil it I for me? I just spoiled no, all, bitch, all Stars kidding. has been out for like a year and a half. It, that's not my problem. Yeah, I know. It's That's all on me. Um, but that's really funny. Um, yeah. I'm looking a picture up of them now. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of conversations um, happen. Cause you said it started already started yesterday. First episode was yesterday. Yeah. Ooh. So I'll have to watch it. Um, because I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by it. Um, yeah, it was, I will say the season with, um, there was a season that the entire thing they had to cut out one of the contestants because of allegations. Pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a, it was, it was a, I, it was a really great season. I really liked the, the people that were com- competing in it, but like, that was like really weird to watch. Um, because you're like, well, this person's going so far and I didn't take me they until like half the made season it to, the to be like, yeah, right. And like, I didn't even hit me until like the season was like halfway through where I was like, Oh shit. Like, who is this person? How come I, I haven't seen anything from them? To be like, oh, okay, I get why. But um, honestly, yeah. props so. to that editing team because they deleted that bitch from existence. Like exactly. every trace was gone. So right. I thought that was that was really cool that they did that. And they I'm, like, like they that- had a notice at the beginning of every episode. Like we have like reviewed the beha- we don't stand with the behavior of this person, and they've been removed from the show. And that's what they did. So. That was that was a good position that they had as well. Yeah. So I, yeah, RuPaul's had his history, and so part of me is like skeptical of him because I'm like I know he's been problematic, but ever since he tweeted that picture of the the train flag, that was iconic. Stop. Have you seen that? Oh no. Where he yeah, tweeted like a like mm-hmm. a train flag and not the trans flag, yeah. and trying to support of the trans community. I We're gonna not funny. talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> But I, but like I said, I'm I'm excited to like jump into it and watch it, and it makes me want to watch it too. So I'll have to tell Emily that we have to. You know who probably watches Drag Race? We all know who watches (laughs) Drag Race. (laughs) We know who. Are we thinking of the same person? Wait, who are you thinking of? I was thinking of um, a magical queen. Who creates dungeons? Am I am I create? What were you thinking? You're of? you're on the right track. 
Okay, okay. You're so in the right yeah, room. This is the segue yeah. right now. <laughs> we're on the segue and this is the track, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are, were you going to say J.K. Rowling? Is that where I right? was. That, that's where okay. I was going. Yeah. I'm I'm excited that we're we're jumping into this now because um, there's a lot that I have to say. Uh, it, the, it's the new year, and this is the main topic officially that we're jumping into. It's really interesting um, because, and I was waiting for this. Harry Potter and HBO has been announcing like or have been announcing lo- reunion sort of thing, like a, t- a ten year reunion was it, um, or twenty year reunion of of Harry Potter. So they brought the cast all back together and like they had a sit down of just like, I don't, I don't even know because I haven't watched it yet, but there was a lot of criticism and, you know, people being like, okay, so this whole JK Rowling thing, the actors, a lot of them, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson have disavowed what JK Rowling has said. What is how, what's JK Rowling's involvement with this going to be? What's it going to look like? And it dropped New Year's Day. So I know there's a lot that's been going on. I don't know if you know any of it that's going on or anything like that. It's funny because I messaged you, I texted you this morning and I was like, what are we going to talk about today? And immediately you're like, JK Rowling. And I personally haven't really been keeping up with any news about her just because I'm, I'm very much just, you know, she just pops up every single day. And at this point I'm just expecting her to say something stupid So it's like, I'm not even really thinking about it anymore, but we have been like having a Harry Potter marathon and I've been obsessed. Like I love Harry Potter and a lot of people obviously do. Um, So I think it's, it would be interesting. I mean, we've talked a lot about JK Rowling, but we haven't really talked about Harry Potter and the work that she's produced and kind of like the relationship that she has with Harry Potter and are we able to kind of disconnect her from the franchise or is she always going to be associated with it? I think that's something that's kind of prevalent a lot, especially in the era of cancel culture, like with the musicians and content creators, they they've produced work that a lot of people like, and then they do something or say something. And there's always like that struggle of, should I keep watching this? thing that I enjoyed watching before they fucked up or do I need to stop or do I keep watching or just disconnect from the person in general so I think it'll be interesting to talk about that aspect as well yeah um yeah there's just been a lot going on with um JK Rowling in the recent months and it's a question that I'm still figuring out whether because her creation of the Harry Potter universe um, it's so much bigger than her as a person. I mean, everyone knows it's J.K. Rowling, it's her books, but it has developed in this huge phenomenon of like people um, just have devoted so much time to it. It's a Star Wars. It's a, like a it's like a, a franchise that means a lot to certain people. And I get it. It's like mystical. It's an it's in a way to just like it's escapism. It's like I I wish that I were like involved in this, a part of this. You kind of learn all about it, the lore. There's something really nice about it. It's so like out of world, that, like that. Like I want to be in. Like it's it, there's something so cool about it. I grew up loving it, and I and I and I can still appreciate it today. 
if I went to Universal Studios, I would 100% still go to like um, Diagon Alley. Like it's it's something that I still find, you know, really, really cool. And I'm not going to say that Harry Potter is a bad piece of work because it's it's amazing. It's why everyone loves it. So for me, it is hard to try and separate who she it's it's weird because I it, she's become such a meme in my life because I have to laugh at what she says or I'll be very hurt by it um, if I like sit and think about it too much because it does suck having someone so influential say so many like awful things about the trans community and seeing so many people support that notion that idea and so that's really hard and that's where it it's kind of hard for me to really understand how I want to feel about this because I a part of me wants to be like yeah fuck her hit it hit her where it hurts in her pockets but I know how much like the queer community the LGBT community the trans community really connected with this escapism growing up in like in by engaging in this like you know the Harry Potter universe it was a way for them to you know be something wish to dream to be something so I when I think of Harry Potter, I try to think of it as those people who wanted to feel a way to escape and this was like a really great resource for them. So I tried to spin it back on her and think of it as something that's been reclaimed, I guess, and not, you know, have her involved in this at all. I don't know. Is that how you feel? Like, what's your thoughts? I feel the same. I I actually just looked it up and Harry Potter first came out 21 years ago. And that's like a long time. Like you were saying, it's just had such a cultural impact on society. Um, Even like decades after it's been 20 years and it's still like one of the most talked about series of all time and books of all time. So I feel like with that time that's passed and the amount of exposure that it's gotten and the importance that it's had in like pop culture and in people's lives you, you can't really discredit her from that work because, you know, regardless of however she's talking now, the ideas that she had at the time and when that first came out, when the series was ongoing, it helped a lot of people and it entertained a lot of people. And it was a good sense of escapism for a lot of kids in the LGBT community or just like anybody that had difficult times in their life. I think a lot of people related to Harry Potter and like the toxic relationship with his family and then being able to go to Hogwarts and live out his dreams and, you know, do all these mythical and crazy things. So I just feel like you you can't really separate the two of them. You obviously can have an opinion of her now and the way that she's evolved and the thoughts that she has, but you can't take away from the fact that she gave us Harry Potter and without her, none of that would have existed. Um, I mean, a lot of the actors that we know are because of Harry Potter and that's something that she created. So I don't really think we can take that away from her, but at the same time, I think it's important to call people out when they are saying things that are problematic, which is what we've been doing. Um, But I don't think either of us have ever like, encouraged people to stop watching Harry Potter or to cancel everything that she's ever created just because it's had such a big impact on so many people's lives. And it's unreasonable to kind of erase the impact that something has had for so long in your life, just because the person that created it now is saying things that are 
a little bit problematic. So I think it's necessary to kind of separate that was a a certain time in a certain place. And this is a different time. Um, So that's how I personally feel about it. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think you can separate the two, but I think you can appreciate the art, but also at the same time, criticize the artists. So it's not necessarily separating them. I think it's important when you talk about Harry Potter to make like to always, you know, have in the back of your mind, have an open discussion about how wrong she is, about how um, how bigoted she is, how she is the own villain in her stories. And I think that's something that like should be discussed. I think like it's you should know when you're engaging Harry Potter that this woman is bad. Um, but you know, her stories, they if whether they've impacted you or not, that's that's completely different. So I don't know what you would call that. Maybe it is separating the art from the artist. It's it's a really complicated thing that like takes a lot of effort when you think about it too much. If you just like it, then just like it. Like it's it's fine. You're not hurting anyone by liking it. Um she has no impact. She has no power. All, all of her power is her like ugly ass voice. Like I, like, I don't know. It just is, it's really frustrating sometimes because I can get caught up in the whole like, fuck you, fuck her, fuck everything she's done. Um, but you know, I, I do appreciate the art. I, I, the more I like hear people talk about it, the more that I, I do appreciate it. Um, and another reason why we're bringing this up is because um, news as well, the, there's like a Quidditch league, like people are like on broomsticks and like, it's like an actual thing people do. <laughs> no judgment, but like, it's fucking weird, but like they're doing, <laughs> they're like, it's like a little sports like league that they're doing. They're, I think, having issues with the name and the branding of it. Um, and so they need to rebrand. So they're also using this as a, like a statement to say, you know, we want to disengage with who JK Rowling is. We want to still enjoy the sport, but we want to change the name. We don't want to be connected with her in any ways. So I think that's an interesting thing that's kind of come to like, what do you feel? Do you think that's, you know, a good thing that they're changing the name? Like, is it like, what do you think? I guess. I just think it's interesting that people actually play Quidditch in real life. <laughs> like that's, I don't, I'm just thinking about like, I'm, I'm really not trying to be judgmental at all. Um, but I'm just like, you can be do they imagine that they're on broomsticks or are they aware that they're on the ground and like they don't <laughs> have powers? Hold on. That's what I would Quidditch. like to know. But at the end of the day, I, this one's tricky too. Like I, it, I mean, it, it was a sport that was created by her regardless of if we don't like her. So I don't know. They might run into issues if they like just try and separate it from her completely and like start a new thing because without her the idea of the sport wouldn't exist but at the same time I don't think she ever intended people to actually like play Quidditch in real life because we can't fly on broomsticks or we don't have special powers um so I don't know this is a exactly. this is a crazy one I want to go to a Quidditch can we go like do they have like a league um they might honestly let me see i mean if i'm ever visiting we should like i want to go to a quidditch game and and sip on my butter beer game uh in like um if you just look up like quidditch in real life yeah there's i think there's like there's like games there because i live in the i live where the university of florida is in gainesville florida and um they have like 
clubs, like the Quidditch League club. Like whenever I first moved here, that was a thing people talked about. So I know it's a real thing that people do. I do find it weird, but um, you know, it's fine. How do they catch the people, golden snitch? I don't know. That's like that I'm someone so just like holding in. it, like running around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's like it's so weird to me. Um, but yeah, I think that's so funny. I want to. I want to watch Harry Potter now. Um, Where are I was on... talking with Gage. Oh, Which one? No, what were we saying? <laughs> we're on the Goblet of Fire right now. That's the best one. And That's I my favorite love one. me some Robert Pattinson. <laughs> some I'd say that Robert as quietly Pattinson. as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I, we were talking I, That's my yesterday, favorite one. and I was like, I'm so excited to watch this one. And Russell was like, you love Robert Pattinson. And I was like, well, I can't say no. <laughs> That it, that's such a like iconic one too. He's such an iconic role in it. I'm, that was a really good one. Um, Chamber of Secrets was also one that like was really good that always stuck out to me. Emily and I left off on um, Prisoner of Azkaban. We watched the first two, and that's the third one, I think. And yeah, we just finished that one. one. Yeah, I want to get into that. Um, we need to jump back into it because we really enjoyed watching it, um, rewatching it, but. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm very I'm very fascinated by Quidditch, but yeah, I think the same goes where it's it's uh, I don't think it's not hurting anyone. I don't know. I don't care about her enough anymore to like really like I don't know to give her any more attention. Be, like in like I you know it's it's hard because I I really do enjoy the Harry Potter series, um, and I do wanna. Um, enjoy it without having to think about her but it is this weird complicated thing so i'm kind of in limbo about it i but i think at the end of the day i think people can enjoy it if they like it like i still love it um what else uh oh i was saying that we were we had just taken a before this we started speaking like on the on the episode we took a, a Harry Potter house quiz. I don't want to say what we are because I'm interested in like retaking it again and then having like recording ourselves doing it and like going through it if you're interested in that and possibly mm-hmm. putting it on our YouTube channel. But it was really funny and I, I think it'd be it'd be cool to kind of walk through how different we are in the way we see things in terms of like a quiz like this. Because back in the day, I I was at one point a Hufflepuff and I will admit it. And you know what? Not That's anymore. Okay. okay. It's okay. Okay. I know. I'm just, I'm still so embarrassed. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I like, I've taken the quiz multiple times and I always get the same one. So whenever we're watching the movie and there's somebody in that house, like on the screen, I'm like, oh my God, there's my friend. Like, that's my roommate. We're in the same house. Like, I'm delusional. I, <laughs> I want to watch it. I, I I feel like we have to. I have to re-watch it. I have to re-engage in it. And I want to like, I want to take the quiz with the mindset. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I want to before we, I move out of Florida. I want to go back and visit, or maybe we should go to Universal together. Whenever that'd I get be so close fun. over there, yeah, yeah, that'd be really fun. We can. I forget that that's in California. Oh hell yeah! Let me see. I want. We want to go. We want to go there a lot when we move because it'll be a lot closer than having to do like a six-hour It's a hour short, what, two-hour two, two hour flight. Yeah. 
That's awesome. That's so good. Okay. That, that'll be exciting. Then we can go. <laughs> we can we should dress up. <laughs> I 100% would. When I was watching it, Maybe I not. had like I just this flashback of this moment in my life where all I wanted was a wand. Like that's all I wanted. And I never got mm-hmm. one. And it just kind of uprooted all of my feelings about never getting a Harry Potter wand. And I, I want I'm kind of upset about it. I want a wand too. We have to go. We have to buy ourselves wands when we go. Yeah. We have to do that for do. ourselves. Okay. We have that'll to have be, the whole be awesome. experience. I'm so down for this. <laughs> I need it. Now I'm like trying to think. I'm like, I have to book tickets now. That'll be so fun. But yeah, let's do it. But um, I guess to wrap this entire thing up, mm-hmm. uh, I want to pose a question to the audience, the people listening. What are your thoughts? I'll even put like a, a question, a poll or whatever um, on Spotify. So if you're listening to our episodes, you can like go under the episode and it'll ask a question like, what are your thoughts? And then I'll pin your responses. Um, can you separate the art from the artist? Can you separate JK Rowling from her art? Do you enjoy the Harry Potter series? Do you like it? What are your What are your thoughts overall on this conversation? Are you the same as us where you just really don't know? Um what's the what's the tea yeah and if you have any suggestions for future episodes always leave us a comment you can comment on our instagram you can comment on our personal instagrams send us a dm anything just let us know feedback and obviously talk about and discuss the episode that we just recorded and your feelings on Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling, obviously. Everybody has a strong opinion. We clearly do since we keep talking about her every <laughs> other episode. We um, might as well just get a Harry Potter, the Deathly Hallows tattooed on us. Honest? Oh, my God. Like, everyone We has. never got, like, a, our tattoo. We had said we wanted to get a tattoo together at some point, And I feel like, like a lightning bolt or something is just the perfect way to describe our friendship at this point. I would love that. So we can last forever. <laughs> that would be so funny. Okay, for sure. Let's do that. Um, that'll be so funny to have like a vacation with you or like a trip over there and we just make it all Harry Potter theme. That would be so to. fun, actually. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it though. Um, but yeah, with that being said, everyone follow us everywhere. Girlishpodcast.com uh, our links to our app to everything and share with your friend. Tell everyone about us. And thank you for listening. Um, We'll see you in the next one, right? Yeah, see you later. All right. Bye. Bye.